A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. This is a big week for me. Well, I don't know about this week, but this whole time of year, my kids are graduating. Uh My first... Two. Yeah, two of them. My first graduation thing that I'm going through as a parent. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, twins graduating, it makes me feel old. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb and Maddie are graduating, so congratulations to them. Absolutely. It's good that they're graduating. I like that. (laughs) And Madison is going to go to Grand Valley. Yes. I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. She worked very hard with her grades. She got some good scholarships and things. Yes. And Caleb's going into the trades. He is. Which made me very proud. That's very cool. I'm a little jealous. I've talked about it before. I'm jealous he's going to become an an electrician. electrician. And that's what you wanted to do. You actually started training for that, didn't you? I did. It was a lot of fun. I think he'll enjoy it. Well, I'm just very excited that he was willing to challenge that perception out there you know yeah. college just wasn't the thing for him he was very excited to work with his hands to mm-hmm. learn a skill yeah and to get right to work yeah so i'm very excited about that everything's lined up but i do feel really old <laughs> you know because now we're looking at you pictures keep saying that <laughs> i keep looking at pictures and stuff i can't believe how young you were well no I, <laughs> no it, it's so true all the every parent says it everybody yeah. says it about how time moves so fast mm-hmm. But it really does. It absolutely flies. One minute, I can remember when Caleb was walking home with us from, I think we took him to the bakery, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's no longer with us on the (laughs) sidewalk, and I look back, and he's got, you know, he's like two. He's got his pants down, and he's going to the bathroom on a tree, (laughs) right on Central in Zealand. (laughs) Wow, that's not embarrassing at all. Yeah, and now he's walking down whatever Uh aisle they walk down for graduation, Uh so big changes. Right. But that's coming up. For me and yeah. all kinds of parents and kids out there. This upcoming week. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. What are we yeah. talking about today on the show? Um, today we are talking about what to do if you're selling your home and you happen to have some pets because that can be a little bit of a sticky point. You know, we don't realize. A stinky point. Uh, yes. Sometimes. We don't realize that there may be a smell attached to those pets because we're so used to it. Yeah, so. I have that with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain odor that uh-huh. hovers Are around them. Are you sure them. that's not you? It might be me. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about bird exclusions with Rose Pest Solutions because now's the time when birds are nesting and sometimes they're nesting in spots that we don't really want them to nest right. in. Right. We're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about geese and yeah. all of those things. Yeah. You know, and how do you deal with that if you live in an area where you've got water and then the geese that right. necessarily follow? <laughs> And right. they always give you a stink eye when you walk yes, past. Yes, they do. You know? They don't appreciate your presence. No, we go fishing out by dad, and yeah, the geese stare us uh-huh. down, and they're it's a little intimidating. They're protecting <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about that yeah. and kind of get some answers from Rose Pest Solutions. But right now, let's talk about some wood finishes. We did this a while back. We started yeah. talking about tongue oil, mm-hmm. and we just took a common finish that people read about on the internet all the time and want to use. Yeah. And we kind of gave you the skinny on it. Mm-hmm. What's
what's good about it, where it really falls short, and all right. of that. Right. Tongue oil. It yeah. was very interesting. You probably want to go and check that out if you missed it, mm-hmm. because tongue oil is a little confusing. It is a little Now we're going to talk about shellac. And this yeah. whole thing came about because you and I, Betsy, mm-hmm. got invited to Evergreen Commons. They have a wood shop there. Yeah. And we were brought in, invited in, to talk about wood finishes. Yeah. To the woodworkers there. Yeah, who have to... an immense amount of skill. Oh, we my goodness. We were blown away at the work they do. Yes, I wish I had the talent that those people do. I would say guys, but there are some no, ladies definitely. in there that do absolutely beautiful work as well. And yeah, we were supposed to present for an hour, and we were there for like two hours. Two hours <laughs> answering questions. It was a great time. Yeah. And we really covered tons of different wood finish stuff yeah. because there are so many things out there mm-hmm. and so many questions in people's minds. Right. And so we thought we'd just keep working through through some of that material, and we talk about shellac today. Yes. Uh, shellac, some people know and some people don't, is actually a natural product that is secreted by the female lac bug, which is like a beetle type of thing. Um, so they sit on a branch and they yak it up, right? They just, yeah, something right? And then like there that. it is. Well, or it's a secretion, so I don't know that they... Where does it come they, from? I don't oh, know. Oh, I just assumed... <laughs> I didn't think about the other. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, so it's like India, Asia, those parts of the world where all of this is coming from, and then they scrape it off the trees that the bugs were in, in big sheets, and then they do all kinds of things to you know Process clean it up it. so we don't have some nasty tree bark in with it. Um, you and, can buy it in flakes. Yeah. Yep. So it comes in actual flakes mm-hmm. that you mix then and dissolve in denatured alcohol. Right. That's one way to make your shellac mixes. Mm-hmm. And another way is to just buy it straight off the shelf. Yeah, which is the way we sell it. Right. Um, Zinzer makes one. It's uh, called... Well, bullseye. Yeah, bullseye shellac. And it comes in a clear and an amber color because you get variations mm-hmm. in the shellacs. If you buy the flakes, you have even more options for colors. Right. The one that's mixed has a limited shelf life. You've yes. got about a shelf yep. life of a year right. from the time that it's mixed at the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. If you buy the flakes and mix it yourself, once it's mixed, you've got right. a certain amount of time before that goes bad. Yes. Now, if you look online and dig into shellac, and really uh, one of the main reasons people do is because they want to do a process on whatever they're working on mm-hmm. called French polishing. They want to finish it yeah. in a very traditional manner, and French polishing is a very traditional way of finishing furniture and stuff like that. Yes. And when you dig into it, shellac is used, and it's always talked about in terms of pound cuts. Right. You know, you need a one-pound cut or a two-pound cut or a Mm three-pound cut, and that's a little confusing. All that means is how many pounds of the shellac flakes Mm -hmm. are mixed into one gallon of denatured alcohol. Right. So a two-pound cut has two pounds of flakes mixed in with a gallon of alcohol. Right. The pre-mixed stuff comes at about a three-pound cut. Yeah, I think so. Now, shellac can be brushed on. It can be sprayed on. It can even be wiped on. And that's that French polishing thing. Right. It's, Explain that just quickly. It's super labor-intensive. Um, basically, you take a, a rag, a lint-free cloth, linen or whatever, a square of it, and you put some um, other squares inside of it to make like a pad. Yeah, just, right. Yep. You pull all the edges up, twist it up, and then you have this giant pad so you can wipe the shellac on. You spray the shellac. Well, like not, a lot of people use a little squeeze yeah, bottle. Yeah, a squeeze bottle. Right. Put that on there, and then you just start rubbing with this pad all over the, your piece of wood, and you just keep rubbing and it rubbing layer, and rubbing. It puts on 
just minute layers yeah. of shellac with each application. You move your way across. Sometimes it gets a little sticky. Then you mm-hmm. add a little mineral oil to the pad and you keep right. going and keep going. And eventually over time, over time, it, builds, it can build <laughs> a very high gloss, very right. beautiful brush stroke free finish. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But it is extremely labor-intensive. Well, it's labor-intensive, and shellac is not known for its durability, its scratch resistance, its heat resistance, water resistance, none of those things. It's, you know, pretty old technology. Right. The one thing that it's got going for it in that regard is it's easy to repair. Yes. Which is really good because it's really easy to damage. Right. Yes. So it's good that at least you can easily repair it. Right. But the problem with things like that French polishing, mm-hmm. which people do want to do and there is a place for it yes you know if you've built something very old and traditional Mm -hmm. and you've done all that work and you want to finish it in a traditional manner yeah that's the way you can do do it it. that way yeah you just got to understand that a cup of water set on there for just a few minutes is going to leave white rings Mm -hmm. heat a coffee cup right all of that is problematic when it comes to shellac yeah now the place shellac really shines is when it's in, French polished. No, when it's white pigmented shellac. It's a primer that we sell, bin primer. Some people have heard of it. It's great for blocking out tannins, smoke stains, water stains, things like that. So it's great for that, but it's not the durable thing. Right. Most often when we sell shellac nowadays in the store, it's to block out stains, yeah. to block knots, right. all of that. If you've ever painted pine or something with a water-based product, and then a few hours later or days later, you see a brown ring kind right. of coming through, bleeding through the finish, it's because the tannin stains in the wood are bleeding through the paint. Mm-hmm. This white pigmented shellac primer seals all those in, and it's good to go. It's yeah. also great for blocking out odors. And we're actually going to touch on that very briefly coming up in the next segment when we talk about what to do with the pets when you're trying to sell your home. That's coming up next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. I'm we Dan are. Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. And I'm kind of intrigued by this segment that we're about to do because we're going to talk about what happens when you try to sell your home with a pet. And as you know, I have a very, very, very large dog. Yes, a 150-pound St. Bernard. <laughs> yes, and I cannot imagine anyone... She sheds like crazy. Oh, she does. And that is... I can only imagine what a problem that is, let alone her mere presence in the house should someone come to the door. Well, because we we do need full disclosure here. We're in the studio with Sue Prins and Ginger Herman from Sue Prins Group, Five Star Real Estate. Thanks for being here, guys. You bet. We're excited. Ladies. Thanks for having us. <laughs> what, a, what a moron. Uh, anyway. It's okay. <laughs> no, full disclosure. Heidi, your yes. dog, uh-huh. beloved animal, yes. has been forced mm-hmm. because of certain situations sometimes mm-hmm. to stay in the studio with us mm-hmm. from time to time. Yes, that is true. But only a handful of times. Yes. Maybe three or four. Uh-huh. I noticed, Ginger, as you were sitting there, you were picking dog hair. <laughs> 
off of your microphone. I was. I was. That's Heidi. Well, not necessarily, because both of us are covered in dog hair. Let's face it. That's right. Maggie, my dog has been here, too. Yes. Dogs so. have a tendency. They get into our hearts. Yes. But then, but they're then all they really move homes. into our homes in a big way. And our studios. I'm yes. looking at my black pants. <laughs> oh, you'll never be the same it's again. Really We're going to hit you with shipping tape. That's fine. We out. love animals. Yes, we do. But what about selling a home? You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. fortunately not in that boat right now, mm-hmm. and we do everything we can to keep everything as clean as possible, but right. animals aren't all perfect. No. What do we do when we're selling a home, but we own an animal? We don't want to hurt people's feelings, because we do love animals, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it can hurt your home, especially with other buyers walking through the house, either smell or, as you talked about, the dog hair or cat hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. It happens to everyone that owns pets. Um, so you have a smell, you have the hair, um, and we're just going to try to walk through the home and help them with different tips to make it either smell better or look cleaner. Mm-hmm. I would really like to know, how do you walk into my house and not hurt my feelings, but tell me that it stinks? First, we bring a dog bone with us. Yes. It's a little treat. Yeah. Warm up to your pet and let you know that we do, we do love your pet. But seriously, you know, our goal is to help our sellers to get the highest price for their home. Sure. And we know that there are certain things like pet odors, smoke odors. These can kill the value. You know, it can can really decrease the value. And so that's not helpful for you when you're trying to sell your home. As much as you love your pet, you have to admit you mm-hmm. want the highest price for your home. Right. So that is our goal. So we just kind of got to, you know, in full disclosure, say this is this is why we're providing these tips for you. So to get rid of the smell, if you want to know uh, a secret, uh huh, secret, yes, <laughs> okay. The the if it's if it's not like totally saturated, let's let's just use cat urine for instance, because cat urine is it's so the strongest, strong. that is right, the worst. so powerful. Yes. It can like make you squint when you mm-hmm. walk yep. in the house, and so um, if it's not saturated, let's say cats normally they spray in certain corners of the home, and then they continually do that. Okay, so you want to try to find, get the nose to the ground, and, oh, and find okay. where those smells are. That's why I have children. All up in the carpet, yes. <laughs> children sniff around the room. Um, yep. <laughs> so our secret tip uh-huh. is hydrogen peroxide. Oh. It's your best friend if you've got a pet. So what yep. you want to do is actually saturate that area. You might think, wait a minute, my carpet's going to bleach out. No, nope, mm-hmm. it won't hurt your carpet, at least most. I mean, I would try a little inconspicuous area. Like the center of the room? The center, the center of the room. Like, yes. <laughs> in the middle. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, find those areas and mm-hmm. just saturate that. And and for, for me, um, we, we had a rental home that uh, had it really bad in the corners of the rooms. And so what I did was I, well, I sprayed because... the one thing about odors is they they transfer onto you know furniture mm-hmm. and and further into the carpet than the corner. Right. So I did spray the entire room from you know the back where it was worst, and on uh, worked my way outside of the room, and then I did that for three days in a row, oh. and it was gone. And I'm not kidding. The, the cat it, no, it's still not. gone. No problem. Hmm. It was a runner that snuck in a cat and wasn't supposed to and. It permeated that room. So I, I do know that that works for pet smells for the most part. Well, and even a good place really, to really start, bad. because if, you know, we don't know if it did saturate into either the padding or subfloor, if right. it was that mm-hmm. bad, it can right. get really far into the um, subfloor or padding. So, and if it is in a corner, even you could even peel it up a little bit and, you know, 
spray the hydrogen peroxide underneath and even on the padding and then on the top. And we always kind of try to start there to see once mm-hmm. if it is going to help. If it doesn't get rid of it at all, I would say we might look into estimates of new carpet or new flooring mm-hmm. or something because mm-hmm. buyers walking right into the house and they immediately smell that. They're, they're so concerned. And I think the right. main concern is how far did this stench get into the house? Is it in the subfloor? And we don't always mm-hmm. notice the stench that we live with. That Correct. And it's not always yeah. a stench, but I know my other house had a smell mm-hmm. that I yep. didn't notice. Yeah. But when we'd go on vacation, I'd come back and it wasn't a horrible smell. Yeah. But it was, oh, that smells like my house. Yeah. Or grandma's house. Oh, that smells like grandma's house. Yeah. But yeah. if it does get in the subfloor, just replacing the carpet isn't always the answer either nope. because right. we have a sealer, a white pigmented shellac yes. that will seal that smell in. Yes. Because we've yeah. had people actually replace yep. carpet without letting us know what was exactly going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you weren't you able to give no. them the advice. Right. Of, right. Yeah. And then they ended up mm-hmm. still having that smell come through. Yeah. Yep. But sealing so that in is yes. a great way to go. Yeah. yeah Are that's... there any specific places to look to make sure, you know, because I'm sure people try to clean. I mean, are there... I guess I'm thinking about register vents and stuff. Are there places I should focus to make sure that I get everything really clean. Register vents is actually a really oh, good that's idea. A good one. Yeah. Look at me, Betsy. Ceiling yeah. fans. Yeah. Ceiling oh. fans. Yes, because I noticed the hair's when I turned mine off. That's exactly. I <laughs> just turned yeah. mine the yeah. other day yeah. because yeah. of that. It looks like uh, there's a small yeah. puppy up yes, there. Yes, it does. A lot of small puppies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, in just your furniture, obviously, when people are walking through your home and they see that there is dog hair all over your brown sofa mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, then they're knowing that that dog hair is probably everywhere. Right. And so you really blinds curtains. Yes, you you know really you want to make your home look like you don't own a pet, right? And yeah. so that means even taking out dog dishes, dog food, cat you know their their we cat have litter. We remove everything. We you know so when they leave vacate their home mm-hmm. to to have a showing, we just ask them to take all that with them because you know people will form an opinion whether right or wrong. Mm-hmm. They'll form an opinion. Oh, they've had dogs, and oh, you know I. Um, see their dog dish and and then they think well maybe they won't want to live there if they you know don't like pets or or maybe they have allergies to it well funny thing is so do I but sometimes Mm -hmm. I can walk through a home and I have pretty severe allergies sometimes I can walk through a home where they have pets where I'm not breaking out and Mm -hmm. sneezing and wheezing and that's because they've taken really good care of their home that goes to show that we've taken incredible care of our studio because you haven't swelled up I haven't that's true crying or anything no Uh yeah right (laughs) Um, I will bring up to uh, dog, uh, wet, the wet dog smell is Ugh. something that's very difficult to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Now, um, hydrogen peroxide still would be a good thing to use on the carpets so spray for your that. wet dog? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't spray your wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you another little secret is when it is humid out mm-hmm. um, or you know, raining sure. out, the, the wet dog smell will come out more. It will. So if you can show your home when it's not raining or okay. humid, it's better days to do it. Yeah. Obviously, when you can open up windows and you know windows and doors and whatever, and and have nice fresh air blowing through the home is better. Mm-hmm. But wet dog, wet dog is almost as difficult as difficult as cat. Yeah. Pee smell. I would, yeah, I would agree with that. So Maybe do you send the dog somewhere for a couple weeks to live. Yeah, send him to our studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't we, offer that. <laughs> you know, we do a nice job, and it's not very expensive. One last quick question. You said yeah. people react. Do you even notice, I, I, I guess I'm thinking personally how I react to things. Mm. I'm very hypocritical. Yeah. But do you get people who are pet people that still see all of that? 
and are turned off by that. Yes. Because they're not mm-hmm. their pets, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So those mm-hmm. pets are dirtier than my pets are. Or it's mm-hmm. a different smell mm-hmm. than yeah. what their pets yeah. are. Right. Or you said you get yeah. used to the smell. So they're used, they don't even know that their dog or cat has, has smelled smell. up their house, but then they go into a different house and they can right. smell it. And so, so even even if, pet people, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so true. It's just like the same thing with smokers. And I know we're not talking about smokers, but you know, I'll have people who are smokers and they'll walk through a smoke, smoky house and <laughs> no, like, oh, gross, it's filthy. Yeah. They, <laughs> smokers live here. Uh, yeah, you are a smoker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah. definitely huh? take those measures. Is that mm-hmm. something? Well, I'm assuming when you guys, if we'd list with you, mm-hmm. you'd come through and. You you said that already. You gently walk gently. me down and let me know that <laughs> my house stinks like crazy and I need to do something. we to had... burn it out first and then rebuild from no, inside. No, we, we would. We would just carefully let people know that, you know, your, your home is beautiful, um, but here's something that's going to affect the value. We don't mean to offend you, but when I walked in, I did smell, you know, kind of some wet dog smell. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some things that we can do about that to, to make it, you know, a little fresher smelling and right. we'll give them some nice tips and we... hints to... Take care of that. We've had people cry. Yes. Oh, but but oh, guess yes. what? They've this cried and they've yelled at us, but they have called us back to list the house because they know that we're looking out for their best interests with right. the home value of their house. That's literally why we're bringing it up. We don't mm-hmm. want to bring it up to hurt people. Mm-hmm. We want to bring it up to get the best value. That's well, so that's true. The thing. I had a lady that I interviewed and she had six cats and her house smelled so bad of cat smell. And uh, so I... Gently, mm-hmm. very gently, right. I could tell she loved, loved these cats. I very gently told her that, you know, we needed to do something about that cat mm-hmm. smell. And she bawled her eyes out. She was very angry with me. <laughs> and I left and I came home and I said to my husband, there is no way I'm getting that listing. And then I bet you it was two hours later, I got a phone call from the lady and she said, I would like you to list my home. And I said, are you kidding me? I felt so bad. I, I offended you. I made you cry. Why are you going to hire me? And she said, because you were honest with me and I appreciated that. And Mm -hmm. none of the other realtors were. There you go. That's the thing. It's Mm -hmm. going to be found out in one way or another. You're not going to mask this from everybody. So not being honest doesn't help anybody out Mm -hmm. at all. Do you know that lady? She took for every showing. She took all of those six cats. Mm -hmm. She had a motorhome in her yard. She took all those six cats, all their cat food and litter, put it in her motorhome. She had her house smelling wonderful for every showing. And we sold that home lickety split. And blew up the motorhome. Over the asking price. (laughs) Over the asking price. price. Well, if our listeners want to get in touch with you to list a house, to have you do a market analysis, help them decide what they could get, if it's the right thing to do. How's the best way to get in touch with you? The best way to reach me is my cell phone. It's 616-723-2400. Sue Prins, Ginger Herman from Sue Prins Group, Five Star Real Estate. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks so much. We enjoyed it. Now, spring is here and birds are nesting, and sometimes those nests can be a problem. After the break, we're going to talk with Rose Pest Solutions about bird exclusion. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back. Right, Betsy? <laughs> yes, we are. Did you hear how, how excited I was? Uh-huh. Yeah. We're in the studio with David Pop from Rose Pest Solutions and Dale Hodgson, Hello. also from Rose 
pest solutions. I probably should have saved the rose pest solution for last till after yeah. everybody. But I got to well. say it twice. David, do you have any problems with me saying that twice? <laughs> no, uh, you could say it three, four times. It's all right with me. Yeah. So you guys work at Rose Pest Solutions, mm-hmm. and you're the district manager, mm-hmm. David, right? Yep. yep. And Dale, you're the regional technical manager. Now, and you actually work out of Ohio. I work out of Ohio, but I will go wherever the company needs me to go. Oh, and today we needed you here. And here I am. (laughs) Right. A little while ago, we talked about bats Mm -hmm. because they're waking up, I guess is the right way to say that, right? Yes. From their hibernation. And you guys are seeing increased calls Mm -hmm. all the time about people wanting to fix this problem. Now's not the time. If you have a bat issue, you want to go back and listen to that episode. Yep. Or just call. Rose Pest Solutions, and they'll help right. you out. Right now, I want to talk about something that is near and dear to my dad's heart, to some extent, mm-hmm. and bird exclusion. He works at a condo association. He lives there, and he takes care of the lawns and lakes and stuff like that and takes his job extremely seriously. Yes, he does. His little volunteer position. <laughs> but right now, they're struggling with, every year, they're ramping up for the, the fight against geese, the fight against ducks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What what kind of things are out there for people in that situation? Because geese are wonderful when you see them coming back and we know that, that winter is over. Mm-hmm. But when they actually start living in an area where we're at, trying to enjoy the water and all that, it can get a little obnoxious. What do we do? Yeah, geese aren't as migratory as they used to be. Uh, we see more and more of them hanging around all oh, winter stay. long. They, they just like stay. So they much. just stay. We're very hospitable here. Right. Right. <laughs> so but what do we in do? In your to- dad's instance... It, you know, at a condo or an apartment complex or places with ponds and large lawns and that type of thing. The thing that gets at people the most are either being chased by the geese, yes, especially when they have their young, mm-hmm. or walking through and stepping on and sliding through some Ugh. nice goose droppings. Well, and it gets to a point, uh, you know, summertime, springtime is when we all like to be outside barefoot, or at least a lot of us do. And walking through that stuff or trying to avoid it, it's like trying to avoid mines because it's just everywhere. I don't want to interject with too long of a story, but I'm sorry. This is too good. (laughs) We went to Mackinac Island several years ago, and there's that big park area right beneath the fort. (laughs) And it was sunny and warm and wonderful. And I got out there, and I had a Frisbee. And I said, hey, kids, let's play Frisbee. And so when I play Frisbee, I go all out. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm diving all over the place. I am not paying attention to anything. Ugh. And I stand up, and I am an absolute filthy, horrible mess. And I thought it was all from the dirt. And I thought, wow, it's really dirty here for such a grassy yard. And then I started looking, and it is an absolute minefield of what the geese have left behind. And I was completely Dale is shaking in his head. Yes, I, he I, knows. I can relate to that because 10 years ago, maybe 11 now, Sorry, Allison. My daughter got <laughs> married on Mackinac Island. Oh. The, my big, my greatest, fondest memory of that is she took my arm walking. We had the outdoor wedding. As we were walking down the quote-unquote aisle, she whispered in my ear, Dad, don't let me slip in the goose poop. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderful memory. fantastic. I wish somebody had said that to me before I dove to get to that Frisbee. If you just paid a little bit of attention, I you know. wouldn't have had that I was that trying problem. to show off for everybody. Yeah. But what do we do about it? Is there anything we can do, like in my dad's situation? There's some exclusion things, depending on the site where we can do. In the case of keeping him out of a pond or keeping him away from a pond, there are some fe- there's a little bit of fencing there. 
that can be put up. Uh, there's also some products out there that can be sprayed on the turf, which when the turf is treated mm-hmm. with a particular product, it does two things. It uh, tastes bad to the geese because mm-hmm. geese are always picking at grass and eating. Mm-hmm. That in, in, in a goose's mind or in a goose's eyesight, when that areas treated is a different color to them. So they will associate that bad color and that bad taste with an area they don't want to be in. It looks like a different color to them? To them. But not to us. Correct. No, that's super cool. How do we know that? Do we have trained geese who tell us that? Do they have better eyesight than us? Why is it that they see it as a different color, but we don't? Only in the mind of a goose. (laughs) They're just crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're just crazy. That's really There's interesting. been a lot of research done on that. I am not an ornithologist, so huh. uh, I will leave that to them. All right. But that does work. But there is that. There that is that. Done. You guys do that at Rose Pest Yes, Solutions? we do. We do. Come in. Do, you, do you treat places like, like what my dad has, condo associations? I mean, yes. that's... Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. so you can get out there. What about ducks and stuff like that? Like on docks and things. You know how they... We usually don't do their things do on too docks. much with the ducks because okay. the numbers really aren't as high. There are other things that we're not doing right now that have been done out there, like dogs, goose chasing dogs. Oh. They will come in, and <laughs> um, and now people are starting to use some drones to chase geese. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder how the geese respond to that. Do they? I don't know, but I can't wait to try. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the idea of the I dog, too. Yeah. Set your dog loose and let's well, see. Who is the dog that we met, David, a few a year ago? Chili. Chili. Mm-hmm. Is Chili still with us? Chili is. Chili is still yeah. with us. I wasn't still sure. sniffing bed bugs. Yeah, because he sniffs out bed bugs. He's fully retired now. Oh, he's fully retired. Enjoying his retirement. Well, he found some bed bugs at mom and dad's house that were planted by mm-hmm. you Your mom was not really thrilled. Really freaked mom out. <laughs> but dogs and drones to get away, to, to drive potentially geese away. Correct. And you guys have this topical spray. Yep. Does yes. that have to be reapplied multiple times throughout a season? Yes. Yeah, there's a program that's set up in, a, in the turf is treated periodically for that. Um, there are some noise makers out there that sometimes are used to to drive geese off, mm-hmm. but that has to be an ongoing program as well. That can't just be done one time and they'll never come back. That right. doesn't happen. Right. But there are but there are things out there. We're not doing things. Uh, some some folks, we usually don't do this, but there are some folks out there that literally capture the geese mm-hmm. and relocate them. Oh. We're, we're not at that point yet. We may be someday. Mm-hmm. But for now, we're just we're doing concentrating mostly on the uh, deterrence and the exclusions. Okay. Well, what about Betsy? You were talking to somebody at the home show. Was that a woodpecker issue? Yeah, and I have done some reading on it. And there are things we get this question a lot in the, our stores because people with cedar homes want to know what they can do for the woodpeckers that continue to you know put holes all over their siding. And you go online and you read, and some people say, oh, you put out the fake owl or whatever, and that scares them away. And there's a whole bunch of people that say, oh, that doesn't work. You got to do this other thing. And then there are noisemaker things. What can we do about woodpeckers? Is there one solution that's better than all the rest? In my experience, uh, and I've done this at my neighbor's house because he lives in a cedar home mm-hmm. that he built in the woods. Okay. Where the woodpeckers live. Mm-hmm. So in a woodpecker's mind, that is a big tree. <laughs> and usually on a house, the woodpeckers are drumming or they're just they're making noise mm-hmm. to establish their territory. 
Okay. And to deter that, uh, there's been some uh, color or reflective devices put up in the area. Something could be as simple as a pie plate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, as it moves in the wind, mm-hmm. it will reflect. Um, there are some other devices that are a little more high tech than that that will cause you know some reflective um, mm-hmm. actions that the woodpeckers don't care for. Then it, that tends to keep them away. All right. I'm not going to say it works 100% of the time, but I've done it myself and it does work. Well, I have that same experience. I have some little uh, part of my house is cedar siding, and they did exactly that. And they were pushing holes right through. Someone told me they were looking for a nesting spot because they were so deep and it was brand new siding. So there weren't bugs there. <laughs> no, there no, there probably were no, definitely were not bugs there. And they usually most most of the time it probably sounded very loud and it echoed everywhere. Oh, I'm sure it did. And it's a, it's a sound thing with a woodpecker because usually if they're not drumming, they are looking for food. He and he would pull his head around the doorway when I would open the door and he would just look at me and I swear he was laughing like what are you going to oh, do about well, it? Well like what what is that one woodpecker? The, uh, 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 uh. Woody, Woody woodpecker. Woody. Woody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's like kind that. of what he did. But I put up some of those little they're like an icicle kind of thing except they're silver they spin. Thingy? Yeah, but it's just silver. I mean it's not the whatever you call that other stuff. And they have worked fantastic, so it's just where you live, maybe. So that's woodpeckers, Mm -hmm. but I know there's all kinds of other issues, and you guys do all kinds of other bird exclusion, right, David? Mm -hmm. Yep. Can you hang with us over the break and talk about that? Sure. Absolutely. We'll be back in the studio with David Pop and Dale Hodgson from Rose Pest Solutions in just a minute. Stay tuned. want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. Well, we're back talking we about are. birds and what to do about them. <laughs> yes, we especially if they're a problem. highlighted a lot of my dad's problems, Imagine at least that. his problems with birds. <laughs> y- yes. My dad's got a number of issues. Oh, your poor dad. No, it's true. Okay. It's true. He's, it, they're good issues, but uh, they're still issues. Oh, of course. But we're in the studio with David Pop and Dale Hodgson from Rose Pest Solutions. David is the district manager. Mm-hmm. Dale, you are the regional technical manager, and we didn't highlight this in this episode. We talked about it in the last time you were on. You've actually got a very unique title. You're one of 25. Why don't you tell us what you are? Uh the designation is a CWCP, which is a Certified Wildlife Control Professional, and that is through the National Wildlife Control Operators Association. Uh, there are 25 of us in the U.S. In right the U.S.? Now. In the U.S. It was a very intense set of questions, uh, 200 question ex- multiple choice exam mm-hmm. plus three situational essay exams then those are all evaluated that's like college plus you have to have five years or ten thousand hours experience in the field which is a lot yeah that's intense which is why there's just 25 why there are only 25 of us yeah so we're really but, uh, honored yeah to have you here and I don't normally say things like that because it sounds really awkward true. coming out of my that, mouth. That's funny. I but usually I don't it. hear things like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. Happy you're here. That's better. There we go. No, we were talking about birds and, and dealing with geese and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you mentioned during the break that there are certain things we can and can't do, right? There's certain birds that that's we correct. Just have to leave most alone. Of, most of our birds out there, all our songbirds, geese, ducks, of course, owls, hawks. Mm-hmm. Vultures, 
are all under the Federal Migratory Bird Act. We really are not supposed to mess around with those too much or to do anything with them mm-hmm. um, unless you apply for a permit through the DNR to do that. And sometimes that takes a little bit of time to do. But if you have, let's say, for example, you have barn swallows. Mm-hmm. Barn swallows build a gorgeous, gorgeous mud nest. Oh, it's wonderful. And they're very... <laughs> right outside your door. Right outside the door. they sit there and they... They'll sit there and do that. The and you cannot... Touch that nest until the young are gone. Once the young are grown and gone, you can remove the nest. But up until that point, you really have to not interfere with it. So even mm-hmm. if it's in a gutter, we've run into that, Betsy, yes. mm-hmm. plenty of times where yeah. they've built a nest in a gutter. It blocks it. Yep. There's nothing I can by, do. By rights, that, that should be left alone until the young are gone. Okay. All oh, right. Oh, you're stuck with it. Now, what about our, I think at my house, we have starlings. And I swear, it is nonstop all summer long with babies in there because you think, okay, I'm going to wait for the babies to fly away and then I'll go take out the nest. And next thing you know, there's more babies in there. And it's like, well, what is happening? Well, fortunately, there are three species of birds out there that are not under the Federal Migratory <laughs> Bird Act. One of them is a starling. <gasps> oh, lucky day, Betsy. <laughs> the two others are English sparrows and are pigeons. Of course, pigeons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so those can be control measures or exclusion can be done on those at any time. All right. Is that something you guys do? Yep, absolutely. Because I can't seem to get this mother to fly away with her babies and find us somewhere else. She keeps coming back. Well, and that can be frustrating at a home, but yeah. it also can be, I mean, really bad at a business. Yeah, we, we get calls all the time from uh, uh, commercial, residential, um, with, well, let's just say that birds are wonderful to watch. They're, mm-hmm. they're great creatures. They're, they're amazing. But when they start doing things like landing on signs and directly below them place their nice little droppings and a patron walks on that, slips, mm. not yeah. fun. No. So now that brand is a brand that's remembered because of the nice yeah. little birds and <laughs> right. what they Remember can do. Remember our trip to Repcolite? <laughs> <laughs> sure do. <laughs> no, that's terrible. So mm-hmm. what can you do without killing everything. Well, the whole idea behind bird exclusion is to exclude the birds without anybody knowing that you're excluding the birds. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's many different techniques that we can use. Um, For instance, a sign. I'll just use that as an example. We may be able to use with a sign what we call a shock track. Shock track is a a, a piece of equipment that we put on a sign. It's very low profile. You don't even know it's there. The bird lands on it and emits a small shock. That teaches that bird fairly quickly to, to avoid that particular area. Any of the uh, holes in the letters like an A or an O. Mm-hmm. We can also put in uh, a, a spike. We can put in a, a particular type of gel that deters the birds from, from going in there. Now, a less more noticeable area, let's say they're they're uh, nesting in rafters or up by um, uh, corrugated areas mm-hmm. where they can, a great place to put a nest. We may utilize uh, netting in there. We secure the netting on there to prevent the birds from, from actually nesting in there. So all these different techniques are used to say, this is not the place for me to be everybody's happy the bird finds another place and then of course the, the business the neighbor oh yeah or the competitions <laughs> oh yes yeah. even better yes <laughs> when is the time to do that because dale was just mentioning that some of these exclusionary tactics can't be employed at certain points right right for or those th- three birds anytime okay for those three but what yeah. if i've got some wonderful songbird that's living in the a in the repcolite If there's no nest there and the birds are gone, Mm -hmm. even if it's gone for the day, 
the exclusion could be done. If there's a nest there and there are there are young in the nest, mm-hmm. then we got to wait. You have to wait. If the nest is empty, the nest can be removed. Exclusion can be done. Okay. Another okay. situation that you, we, we get calls upon is we get where a bird may have actually timed the electronic doors going in and actually go into to, uh, grocery stores, big box stores, um, oh, yes. and we have to get the bird out. Now, you th- they timed it on accident. Or do you uh, think act- they're sitting out there watching? Actually, I think they learned. No, they've, they've, they've learned, they learned how to do it. Those yes. buggers. We've seen it. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, well you see them quite often. I have seen a number in big box stores, and I'm like, how the heck do they get in here? I always figured they got out of the little cages where you're buying birds, but maybe they're sneaking their way in. What do you do then? Well, there's a few different things. Again, our whole intent is to not hurt the bird. Um, we will take a, for instance, uh, um, it depends on the timing, um, yeah. where um, the number of uh, customers that they may have in. We can actually turn off lights, have a lighted uh, area where they're as far as like a door, mm-hmm. and guide the bird out. Um, we can actually capture the bird by utilizing what we call as a mist net, uh, which is a, a real thin net that has small pockets in it that um, we actually understand and we watch the flight pattern. We can actually capture the bird in the, the net itself and then remove the bird again. So there's there's a number of different things. Utilizing lasers. Uh, we can <gasps> use lasers to actually uh, that's the help one guide I want. them out. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can, can I choose which method you use to get my bird out? <laughs> it's my bird. Mm-hmm. Well, it's everybody's bird, but... Uh-huh. How, uh, tell me about the lasers. <laughs> well, again, I'm it's, sure my imagination is not quite. As we're cool not as it targeting is. the bird, but I we're again, like Adele had said, as far as any kind of a beacon, uh, we're trying they to fly towards to it. No, they'll go away. From they'll go away from it. it. Yeah, they'll go away from it. So it's the opposite of like the cat when you put yeah. the dot on the floor and they chase and it. Believe it or not, there's occasions where we've actually had um, birds like um, a Cooper's hawks <laughs> that get into a building. Now those are protected, like Dale said, uh, but if they're in a building like that, a box store or a factory or anything like that because they've seen where pigeons have gone in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to get that bird out. Holy smokes. And yeah. really be careful not to hurt that bird and then to be able to release. And, and we get calls like that occasionally. Yeah, and a lot of people, too, that being said about their their protected birds, mm-hmm. in a situation like that, there's a risk of contamination, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a risk of injury to both a bird and a person. Right. So we can go ahead and do things to get the bird out, but we have to you know, we do take our utmost care to make sure that we do not harm that bird. So let that be a lesson to anyone who has birds in their home, because I have heard of that, or business, call a professional to have the birds appropriately removed. Yeah, we've had some birds in the store. Uh-huh. I had one in my house. It came down the chimney and it was in my wood stove. And the only reason I knew it was there is because I heard it banging against the glass. And Something I'm like, around. oh. Yeah, that's a Trying whole... to get that thing out of there without it flying away in the room was not fun. Well, I will tell you this much. As far as homeowners are concerned, probably one of the most common calls we get is birds nesting in dryer vents, uh, the sure. mm-hmm. en- entering in through that way, or bathroom exhaust mm-hmm. vents, where they'll actually get up in there. And, and, and that is something where you definitely need to call. Okay. Now, I, we have to let you go because we're running out of time. But I do have a really big question on this. So we talked about a bird nest in a gutter. I've got to leave it. A bird nest in a dryer vent is a whole different thing. There's a, there's Now there's bigger issues at stake. Mm-hmm. Are those fair game? Can we get those out? What do we do about that? Again, it's a pest bird. 
at that point. Okay. And and then it, there is risk because of parasites. Correct. Um, that the uh, come on the birds. In um, things like mites, and uh, it's we don't yes. want that going into your home, <laughs> right? So we are able to do that. So the, even though they're protected, we can well, still most get them of the out. time when I've seen birds in dryer vents and we're, places where Dave was explaining, they were either sparrows or starlings. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, and they don't qu- trouble and they don't quite make the grade. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sparrow so they, and starling of the people world, right? Right, you're both. Yeah. The worst of them. Yeah, okay. I'm the worst. Yeah. So, David, if people have issues with all of these things, how do they get in touch with you? Uh, in the, the Grand Rapids area, 616-534-5493, or you can reach us at our website, www.rosepestsolutions.com, or any of the socials. Excellent. David and Dale. That's fun to say. Thanks for being here today. <laughs> You're you. welcome. Thank you. It was fun. And there you go. That's it. Another episode in the books. It is. If you want to listen to this one, you can find it online at RepcoLite.com. Right. And you should be subscribing to our podcast because starting right now today, anyone who subscribes to the podcast is going to get to hear extra material that generally we have to cut out because we just don't have time to air it all right. on the radio. The FCC won't let us say <laughs> No, it's nothing like that. No. It's sometimes we got to trim things down yeah. to make them fit right. into the time slots that we've got. And it's usually very sad. But... All of that is going to be in the podcast from now on. It's definitely worth checking out. Right. So subscribe to the podcasts. Yeah. And you can do that via iTunes, iHeartMedia, mm-hmm. anywhere you get your podcasts right. that we're at. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I would like to point out that it is Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So we know that that means remembering all of those who gave us everything they had so that we can be here today. And to have the fun that we have and to enjoy the right. life and the lifestyle that we all live. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just about getting out there and grilling. No. And it's important to remember that. Sometimes that's so easy to forget. Yes. We just think about the fun. And whatever you do today, make sure you get out there and thank the families of those who served and gave everything. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we'll help you make sure that the lack bug excretions or secretions (laughs) that you're using in your shellac are pristine and perfectly clean. Yeah, because who wants bark in it? (laughs) No, let's just move you right into polyurethane. Right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 